Ladies, I'm a person, I turn and I dream. 
activating penal glands with neural linguistics to this one. Telekinetic frequencies. Multidimensional. Boom! This world is separated by countries, cities, and towns and borders. Yeah, they divide and conquer. Yeah, they're monsters. They are the warring forces. Ah, when I'm walking through, I'm talking truth because I'm the truth talker. There's fluoride in your water. That's torture. That is your new world order. This world is gruesome and violent. Oh, yeah, that's why these humans are frightened. Oh well, they're living in hell. I'll pack my bags and move to an island. Oh, I want to be truly enlightened. Dude, my music's juicy and vibrant. It's deep in its dirty, in its underground like rubies and diamonds. Gigantic like titans. No, I don't pray to no violent gods. Life's too short for lies and plots. Time flies like a pilot's watch. I'm watching time and rabbit. I'm lost in time. My time is lost. I will astral travel and do some stargazing and just look at the sky and watch. I'm a verbal pedigree. I've been reading the Gnostic scriptures. Smoking a herbal remedy. I'm not drinking a toxic elixir. So I flow on a verse with energy. I'm a consistent cosmic ninja. And I don't do no hurt or jealousy. I show love on my cosmic finger. This world we live in is treacherous That's why you need to show actual There's demons standing next to us Fallen angels wanna have sex with us God poses their testiness I talk truth, they sectionist Hyperborea, that's my home It's a multi-dimensional exodus This world is separated by countries, cities and towns and borders Yeah, they divide and conquer Yeah, they're monsters, they are the warring forces When I'm working through, I'm talking truth Cause I'm the truth talker There's fluoride in your water, that's torture That is a new world order This world is run by an evil intent these demons are ruthless. You need to show compassion and love. Don't panic or screaming is useless. I talk truth all day. That's why these people are feeling my music. But please don't piss me off. I leave your mouth for bleeding and toothless. People are foolish and evil and ghoulish. Fiction is weird and even the truth is. Don't be feeble and stupid. History's fake and even the moon is real. There's no fluoride in my water. So when I'm dreaming, it's loses. You're drinking fluoride on a daily basis. That's a reason you're clueless. This world we're living in sickening. Why these people are evil and so dark? Why? Be the cowards and weak and the human beings with no heart Make me so fucking angry I break the both legs and both arms I find a Masonic lodge and shoot them all with poisonous blow darkness I rest that killer beast and release that inner peace I'm so calm My third eye's fully activated My mind is so sharp I'm unique like Mozart On beat I'm concrete I go hard When it comes to music I'm having fun on tracks I go far This world is separated by countries, cities and towns and borders They divide and conquer Yeah they're monsters They are the warring forces when I'm walking through, I'm talking truth because I'm the truth talker. There's fluoride in your water, that's torture. That is a new world order. If you're told the lie enough times, it becomes part of your reality. That is a new world order. And if enough people have taught that lie, it now becomes part of the culture. That is a new world order. And if that culture then passes that misinformation along to the next generation, that is a new world order. Wow. Good evening, my fellow truthers. This is the Truther Odyssey, where we seek truth in a world full of disinformation and indoctrination. I am Jacob Eggers. We have some important things to discuss this evening. First and foremost, what guys think of my faces of Duff, faces of Fauci t-shirt? Got that at Forbidden Tees 
Coffeemug.com. That's where I got this hat as well. That uh, fake news coffee mug. That's where I got that. Uh, that Project Blue Beam shirt. They got a lot of cool shirts on there. Uh, truther shirts, you know. Plan on getting quite a few more from there. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, we have a lot to cover. Uh, checking something real quick. That's not important. Uh, I'm about to show you this story. And then we're going to watch Tim Pool tell you the exact same thing. So, uh, share the screen with you. Hello. If you guys can see that well, I, I'm going to kind of cut myself off to read this from you. This is from the Defender uh, at uh, childrenselfdefense.org. Biden's plan to deploy federal teams in door-to-door door COVID vaccine campaign sparks backlash, as it should. The Biden administration's plan to ramp up efforts to get more Americans vaccinated against COVID-19 by literally knocking on doors has sparked backlash yeah don't don't joe biden i'm just letting you know right now uh don't send them here all right you send them here there will be a shot given it's not a vaccine it will be buckshot state don't don't knock on this door at all just letting you know right now the vaccine is not welcome here Medical tyranny is not welcome on this property. Freedom. We, we promote freedom here. Right? Back to this story. <clears throat> the Defender is experiencing censorship on many social channels. Be sure to stay in touch with the news that matters by subscribing to our top, top news of the day. It's free. Yes. I think you guys really need to do that. And, and, and to let you know, the Defender and Children's Health Defense is created by uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. He's Bobby Kennedy's son, JFK's nephew. Uh, true American, in my opinion. So, throw that out there. It says here, uh, President Joe Biden on Tuesday announced plans to ramp up the federal government's efforts to get more Americans vaccinated against COVID under a new program that includes literally knocking on doors, as Biden puts it. Speaking from the White House two days after the federal government fell short of its goal of having 70% of adults get their first COVID shot by July 4th, Biden said, so please get vaccinated now. It works, it's free, and it's never been easier. And it's never been more important. Do it now for yourself and the people you care about. For your neighborhood, for your country. It sounds corny, but it's a patriotic thing 
to do. All right. No, it's not. It is not patriotic at all. Matter of fact, it's the exact opposite. It's tyranny. Uh, it's killing people. It's injuring people. It's crippling people. This this is not safe. Nor is it effective against COVID. You know what is? Ivermectin. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm going there tonight. Uh, according to the data from the CDC, more than 67% of American adults have received at least one shot and more than 175 million are fully vaccinated. Under the new program, Biden said the White House will deploy teams of officials from the Centers of, for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, Federal Emergency Management Administration, and other federal health agencies. They come to take me away. Ha ha. They come to take me away. Ho ho. He he. Ha ha. To the funny farm. But yeah. Time to start rounding up the unvaccinated. Uh, the Biden administration developed a state, county, and sub state level predict. Uh, Prediction maps of hesitancy rates using the most recently available federal survey data. John Rappaport, who is uh, every once in a while hosts the last 30 minutes of InfoWars, the Alex Jones show. He always does the, he's often, often he does the last 30 minutes, not every day, maybe once a week he doesn't. Uh, John Rappaport. Summer offensive, carrots offering and stick planning, county level geospatial intelligence. Biden and man creates vaccine hesitancy map to help activists target vaccine skeptics door to door. Oh, yeah, the fight's coming. That's they're looking for a fight. Uh, Biden suggested the unique door-knocking approach was needed now that we are continuing to win, wind down the massive vaccination sites and did so much in the spring. The program also will make the vaccine available in more healthcare settings and will provide more assistance to thousands of uh, pharmacies, doctor's offices, and other medical facilities so they can distribute vaccines. Biden said vaccines will also be doled out at sporting events, what? Summer events and religious activities, he added. Oh, hell no. Remember last year? Remember last year when I was warning about the 501c3 non-for-profit tax exemption? And I said, this is leading up to something. This is not good. You guys... They're going to tell you, we're going to set up vaccines for people to come to your, to come into your church and they don't get vaccinated. They can't worship here. You can't hold services. It's coming. I told you it was coming. Wow. 
and religious activities. That's insane. Biden said the administration will set up efforts to get vaccines to your family, doctors, and other doctors who serve young people so that adolescents ages 12 to 18 can get vaccinated. And as they... As they go back to school checkups or getting ready for their physicals they need for fall sports, Biden says. Yeah, this new school year, your kids are going to have to get the vaccine to go back to school. Just watch. Biden cited concerns over the COVID Delta variant, what, which he said is more transmissible and has forced some European countries to return to lockdown. Saw this coming. Uh, the president did not mention any of the safety concerns previously noted by the CDC and U.S. Food and Drug Administration, including blood clots and heart inflammation associated with the vaccines. White House Press Secretary Jen Paskey, in a briefing earlier in the day, said efforts would continue to convince vaccine holdouts, but she ruled out any federal mandates for now. It's coming, though. Uh, the administration will first target communities with lower vaccination rates, Paskey said. The door-to-door -door outreach efforts will get information about vaccines to people who haven't received them yet. In addition to the door-to-door -door information campaign, Paskey said other measures would, be, would include a renewed emphasis on getting the vaccine to more primary care doctors and increasing access for workers at job sites. I got a feeling about that. It's going to be happening too. My, if my employer says we have to be vaccinated to work, uh, they can kiss my ace. Uh, you don't just give up. You don't just give up just because you haven't reached every single person. Paskey told reporters we're going to continue to apply what we've seen and have been what has been the best practices over the past several months. Yeah, uh, not happening. Uh, plan sparks backlash. Now, this is what warms my heart. Children's Health Defense Chairman Robert F. Kennedy Jr. criticized the plan, saying it would accomplish nothing beyond making Americans fear and despise the government, which we all, uh, a lot of us anti-COVID-19 vaccine are already very paranoid. It's a four- boating fork in the road to totalitarianism. We are now moving beyond the propaganda stage into the very cohesive program with federal agents appearing at American homes with the menacing message, we know who you are and where you live. We have you on our list. We have your medical records. We want your neighbors to know that you are dangerous. We don't recognize your property or privacy rights. You must take our untested experimental pharmaceutical product. If you want to end this harassment, you must submit to a risky medical intervention made by an unscrupulous company with no liability if you die or suffer permanent neurological injury. Tough luck. Biden's announcement also sparked backlash on Twitter.
Senator Rand Paul, Kentucky, tweeted, no, the government doesn't decide who gets vaccinated. You do. Do not submit to the fear mongers. Oh, look at videos. Give me a moment. It redirected it to that page, so we're going to have to make it a bit of an adjustment. <laughs> it took me to Twitter. I want you guys to see this as well. Three, two, one, action. Protected against the Delta variant. He will also stress how the administration will continue its effort to work with governors, local leaders, and across the public and private sector to get more Americans vaccinated by making vaccines available in more healthcare settings and respond to hotspots. Rosen will outline five areas his team is focused on to get more Americans vaccinated. One, uh, targeted community-by-community door-to-door outreach to get remaining Americans vaccinated by ensuring they have the information they need on how both safe and accessible the vaccine is. Two, a renewed emphasis on getting the vaccines to more primary care doctors and physicians, something that we've seen as a very successful tactic uh, with reaching groups uh, with lower vaccination rates in the past few months. Uh, Three, stepped-up efforts, which is protected against the Delta variant. She's a communist. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, let's get back to the story. There it is. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton chimed in tweeting, Not on my watch. Oh, look. It's Bido. It's Bido. And I have to do it again. Transition you guys to see this video. It's a lot of, a lot of the work showing you guys this stuff. Oh, that's not what I wanted. Wrong, wrong spot. I, I apologize. I, I really do. Uh, there we go. Cooking peanut oil now. Boop. Boop. Special focus on five ways to make gains in getting those of you who are unvaccinated vaccinated. Because here's the deal. We are continuing to wind down the mass vaccination sites that did so much in the spring to rapidly vaccinate those eager to get their first shot and their second shot, for that matter, if they need the second. Now we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors to get help to the remaining people protected from the virus. Special focus on five ways to make gains and get... Let's play again. Why not? Those of you who are unvaccinated, vaccinated. Because here's the deal. We are continuing to wind down the mass vaccination sites that did so much in the spring to rapidly vaccinate those eager to get their first shot and their second shot, for that matter, if they need the second. Now we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors 
to get help to the remaining people protected from the virus. Globalist scum. I tell you. Scum. Remember, like, in, in the original Star Wars trilogy, Rebel Scum? They're globalist scum. I tell you what. I tell you what. I ain't kill here. I'm not taking the jab. That's insane. Let's continue. One physician tweeted, Scott Jensen, if the new normal is federal employees knocking on your door about medical procedures, you better be ready to fight like hell for the old normal, which I point to. Nearly three in ten Americans, 29%, say they are not likely to get vaccinated, including 20% who said they will definitely not do so. I'm one of that. One of that 20%. According to the Washington Post ABC News poll published last week, the 29% who said they are unlikely to get vaccinated is an increase over the 24% who said the same thing in April. Yeah. No, I, I, I won't take the job. Right here, check this out. You see this? Dad, my son's school made him get a COVID vaccine. Now he has a heart condition. A 17-year-old student who recovered from COVID but was required to get the vaccine in order to attend school and play soccer developed a heart condition soon after getting the Pfizer vaccine. Oh, that's no shock. A 17-year-old student developed symptoms of a heart condition about one week ago after his first dose. The Pfizer COVID vaccine was subsequently diagnosed with a heart condition, his father said Tuesday on Fox and Friends. The 10-year-old, the 10 already, the, ah, apologies, the teen already had COVID and recovered but was required to get vaccinated in order to play soccer. The teen's father, Fabio Bernglineri, said his son was vaccinated on June 15th, and about a week later started complaining that his heart was hurting every time he had a heartbeat. At first, Bernglineri thought his son had pulled a muscle playing sports, but when the symptoms persisted, he took him to a walk-in clinic. Doctors gave him the tune an EKG and found nothing wrong, but recommended he see a cardiologist the next day. The cardiologist did a sonogram, which again turned up nothing, then ran some blood work. Berlinari said they were told it would be two or three days before they got results from the blood work. When they did, it was bad news. They called and said, your son has to get to the emergency room today. Berlinari said, I said, what is his problem? Can he go later? They said, no, he has to go now. 
His son's tropopene levels were off the charts. Berlinari said, uh, explained, uh, adding that his son was hospitalized for a couple of days. Berlinari's son missed his prom and now can't do all the things he loves to do, including playing soccer in the fall and surfing. The last cardiologist uh, check-in showed that his EKG was a little off. What happened, I guess, is the oxygen doesn't get in those areas, Berlinari said. So it has to heal. He has to be very careful that he doesn't do anything strenuous so his heart rate doesn't increase and put him in danger of a heart attack. A 17-year-old is in danger of a heart attack because he got the jab. Well, I'm not liking this, folks. This is kind of ticking me off. Uh, here's the clip from Fox News. I believe it is. For, for school, so uh, you know, with uh, time running out, we uh, kind of waited, and uh, and we had his first vaccine on June 15th. Uh, and I never thought anything of it. You know, everything was low risk. Everybody said it's fine. I kind of knew about the condition, and then a week later, uh, I came home and he started uh, telling me that his heart was hurting him every time there was, he had a heartbeat. And I thought it maybe it was a poor muscle, just being an athlete. I said, does it hurt when you move? Does it hurt when you breathe? He's like, no, it just hurts every time my heart beats. So I took him to the uh, clinic, the walk-in clinic. I said, let me just get it checked out. They did an uh, EKG. Everything looked great. They said, let's go look at the cardiologist uh, tomorrow uh, just to get it checked out. They did the sonogram. It looked great. And then they did blood work. They said, let's just check out the blood, make sure it was good. Uh, the lady said, it'll be two, three days before you get the result. Next thing I know, next day, my, I get a call like, uh, this bad news, your son has to get uh, to the emergency room right away. I'm like, today is his prom, can we go later? They're like, no, he can't go to his prom. He needs to go to the hospital because his troponin levels were off the chart. Uh, but they told me it was almost like 40, he had like 9,000. So, you know, they rushed him in, they, you know, did all the, just uh, checked out, make sure he was fine. And, uh, was there for a couple of days. Uh, Mrs. Palm barely made his graduation because they were pushing for him to get out if his levels, his stroke numbers went down, which they did, but still high. Uh, and now uh, he's had a heart condition, uh, and we can't, you know, he can't do all the things he loves to do. He can't go surfing. He's got a surfboard for the summer. He can't hang out with his friends and do, you know, the things that seventeen year olds do. And the biggest party camp on soccer in the fall, which broke his heart and my heart. Uh, so that's about wow. where we're now. And he still has some scar tissue, right? There's lasting right. damage? Yeah, we went to the uh, cardio last week. He's continuing to have tests and EKG. Since the EKG was a little off, uh, what happened, I guess, this oxygen doesn't get in those areas, so it has to heal. Uh, so he has to be very careful that he doesn't do anything strenuous, so his heartbreak doesn't. You know, increase and he can have a result of danger of a heart attack. So, of course, as a parent, you're super concerned every time he goes out with his friends that even though we tell him, please don't do anything, you know, those fear that. Dr. Sapphire, have you heard stories like this before? What are your questions for Fabio? 
Oh, sure, Brian. And I can tell you, it's really hard to tell a 17 boy, 17 year old boy that he can't go out and do any sort of strenuous exercises. And it's devastating that he missed his prom because of this. You know, Brian and Fabio, what you see from the New York Times, even to the CDC, ACIP, the way that they're presenting the data regarding adverse effects from the vaccines in adolescents is really irresponsible in the sense that they kind of cherry pick the way that they present the data. It's an all or none approach. They say either adolescents are fully vaccinated with two doses or every single one of them is going to get COVID-19. And that's the way that they are balancing right now. But I don't think that's the right way to be doing it because what we have to look at are what are the potential adverse effects from the vaccines, such as myocarditis, inflammation of the house, and then balance that with the fact that not every single adolescent is going to get infected with this virus, especially when you're in many areas of the country where case transmission is exceedingly low. They are not looking at decreasing the dose for adolescents, perhaps giving them just a single dose, or maybe even just giving it to select people who are at a higher risk for exactly. severe outcomes from and COVID-19. And Dr. Sapphire, he That's had it already. When it comes he has the virus. He had the natural immunity. some sort of... Well, and unfortunately, they still continue to deny natural immunity having a robust protection. And the truth is, it does. We have just as much data showing natural immunity having a strong protective effect as we do the vaccines. Exactly. But they continue to stop and not acknowledge it. And Fabio, for himself, his entire family, likely still had positive antibodies. He likely didn't need the vaccine right now. And here he is, not even able to play soccer because he got the vaccine for soccer. It's irresponsible, it doesn't make sense, and the FDA needs to look a little bit closer at these vaccines before they continue having universal recommendation. Uh, I'm skipping over a big chunk of this because this is what just what she was talking about. You heard it for yourselves. Uh, myocarditis is a rare autoimmune inflammatory disease where the immune system attacks the heart muscle and damages it. Uh, when the heart muscle is attacked by the immune system, the damaged cells release a protein called uh, troponin into the bloodstream, according to Dr. Who man Norcosm, a cardioratic surgeon and immunologist, doctors can detect evidence of heart damage when uh, heart damage even when there are few clinical signs of heart trouble by measuring a blood uh, tropopene levels, uh, said Norcham. Normally, this protein is undetectable. And healthy persons who are not having a heart attack or are not experiencing myocarditis. Uh, Pfizer's COVID vaccine is currently authorized for use in individuals 12 and older. Younger children between ages 5 and 11, 5 to 11, can become eligible to receive a COVID vaccine by September or October, according to a top executive at Pfizer. As the Defender reported on June 25th, the FDA added a warning to fact sheets as advised by the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices for Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccines, indicating an increased risk of myocarditis and periodontitis. 
artists following vaccination. The warning notes uh, reports of adverse events suggest increased risk of myocarditis and pericarditis, uh, particularly following the second dose and with onset of symptoms within a few days after vaccination. According to the most recent data in CDC vaccine adverse events reporting systems adveres, there have been a total of 1,576 cases of myocarditis and pericarditis between pericarditis, apologies, between December 14th and June 28th. Of those 1,576 cases, 1,001 cases are attributed to Pfizer, 523 cases to Moderna, and 48 cases to J&J's COVID vaccine. Yeah, that's that's not good, folks. And they don't they don't care. They don't. Right here, teen who had heart attack after COVID vaccine tells RFK Jr. I thought it was safe. Isaiah Harris told RFK Jr. on the RFK Jr. The Defender podcast. Ooh, I need to start listening to that. Uh, that the first hospital he visited. After suffering an adverse reaction to Pfizer's COVID, refused to believe his symptoms were a result of the COVID shot. Hours after attending his college graduation, Isaiah Harris was rushed to the emergency room after complaining of being unable to breathe. Once at the hospital, Harris suffered a heart attack while waiting for treatment. Harris was diagnosed with inflammation of the heart or myocarditis. Oh. The condition was later attributed to Pfizer's COVID vaccine. The doctors initially refused to believe his condition had anything to do with the vaccine. Harris told Children's Health Defense Chairman Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on the RFK, the Defender podcast. I really need to find that one. After being hospitalized for four days in Rogers, Arkansas, Harris was released and sent home with medication to numb his heart and reduce the swelling. But when he tried to phone the doctor to say he was still suffering from heart pain, the nurses stonewalled him, he said. One of the nurses who treated me picked up said Harris some words were exchanged and she ended up hanging up on me and wouldn't get me through to the doctor nurse practitioner more than likely <laughs> uh, was, I'm just telling the truth About a month and a half later Harris went to see Dr. Alan Klein at the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio after being referred by a friend Klein is aware of the link between mRNA COVID vaccines and myocarditis. He witnessed hundreds of cases with said Harris. Harris told Kennedy he felt pressured to get the vaccine. He said he thought it was safe, that there weren't any risk. I plan on going to medical school and thought it was a requirement, said Harris. There's a lot of pressure to get it right now. While Harris <laughs> hasn't fully recovered, 
He said he's doing a lot better. However, he's been advised to keep his activity levels low for the next six months and can do little more than his than walk his dog. Wow. Oh, powered by Anchor. I, I use Anchor. Okay, thank you everybody for joining us today. I have some very, very interesting guests. Isaiah Harris, who is an 18-year-old student from Springdale, Arkansas, his father, Justin, who owns a school in Springdale, Arkansas. And they are here to tell us a little bit about Isaiah's experience with the vaccine. Isaiah, welcome to the show. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a lot better now. Doing pretty good right now. Uh, tell me what happened. I got the Pfizer vaccine, and on my second dose, it made my chest hurt really bad uh, within 48 hours. So I went to the hospital, and they gave me a case of myocarditis, and they gave me like my troponin levels ended up being that of a heart attack. Did you go immediately to the hospital after you got the vaccine? I did not. So I actually went and walked my graduation. I just graduated community college as well as high school. I went and walked that, and it was that night, actually. It started to hurt, and I got a little bit better, so I went and lifted weights, and then right after that in the morning, it was just so bad, I couldn't breathe, so then that's whenever I went into the hospital. And tell us why, what made you take the vaccine? The vaccine, so I plan on going into med school, and I thought it was a requirement, I I think it is, but there's a lot of pressure to get it right now, it feels like. And did you have any reservations about getting it, or did you just think it's there's no risk here, I don't want to get it? No, before I got it, I I was under the impression that there was no risk, it was completely safe, it was for the better, and after now, I just, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and so are you completely recovered now? No, I'm not completely recovered, but I'm doing a whole lot better than I was. The doctors report that they immediately recognize it as a vaccine injury. No, no, actually, the first hospital that I went to, they would not acknowledge that anything to do with the vaccine. They told me it was a virus and that it was just something that I had caught. But the second hospital I went to, uh, Dr. Alan Klein, he's doing research on it. The link between mRNA vaccines and myocarditis and he's the one who told me that they were linked. Where is that hospital? That's in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, so it's the Cleveland Clinic? Yes, sir. Oh, you had to go all the way up to Cleveland to get a doctor who would acknowledge that this may have been a vaccine injury? Uh-huh. Yes, sir. And how about the initial doctor you went to? That was the hospital in Springdale? It was in Rogers, Arkansas. It was, so my experience there was not great at all. I went in telling my chest pains and I was in a waiting room for around two hours and then they kept me in a hallway for six hours. Wow. I'm a healthy 18 year old. They just didn't think it could be a heart attack I guess. And then what happened? And then my it got so much worse there and then I was hospitalized for four days. After that they released me and gave me medicine to basically numb my heart and help with the swelling. Did they say, were they apologetic at all for keeping you in that? No, not at all. I actually, I called to leave a message for one of the doctors after, and one of the nurses that treated me picked up, and she 
some words were exchanged and she ended up hanging up on me and wouldn't get me through to the doctor. So I couldn't contact her. It was not not a great experience at all. What were you going to say to the doctor, Isaiah? I tell them I'm still in pain and I think there's something wrong with me. But I couldn't get through to them. So I was just laying in bed, a lot of chest pain. Was this before you went to see Dr. Klein in the Cleveland Clinic? Yes, I actually went to Dr. Klein on June 16th. And when was your injury? My injury was around May 1st. You were treated on May 2nd in that hospital? Yes. And Justin, what was your... I mean, you probably were even more worried than Isaiah as the father, right? We were very worried. It became... At first, having the Moderna vaccine, and he had the visor. Moderna, I got sick on both of them, but it was a four-day sickness, having to stay in bed, but got over it. So at first, we thought, okay, he's just kind of sick. Go ahead, Walker graduation. It was hot that day. We didn't think much of it, and then he went home. He gradually got worse. He's the type that continues to go. He went ahead and worked out. And then he continued to have a hard time breathing. And so we took him into the emergency room. They wouldn't let me go back because of the COVID restrictions. His mom kept on telling him, you know, he's having a heart attack. They ignored us. And that's when eight hours went by and she finally said, you know, he's having a heart attack. And they kind of took her serious. And we had to fight with the hospital. It was a continuing, you know, this is serious. We had to beg them basically to do something. And of course, I finally got to go once he was admitted. And they just would never relent or say that, you know, this is part of the vaccine. They said he probably came in contact with someone who had a virus. And then that's how he caught it, the myocarditis. And then his, when his lungs filled up with fluid, they just didn't know what to say. And then when he continued to have problems afterwards, they wouldn't answer our phone calls. We couldn't get anybody. And fortunately, Isaiah has a friend in the executive world that had connections with Cleveland Clinic. And that's, we were fortunate to get with Dr. Klein, who did research beforehand on the virus connection with myocarditis and pericarditis. That's how we were just fortunate to where he could connect the two when there was only 77 cases like in Israel and different places that he's the one that caught the connection. And so that's... Oh, I think there was a lot more than that. Right. Well, that was at the time when he first wrote the first article. There was only 77 cases in the world. Now, by this time... He has seen over, Isaiah knows the number, but I think he has seen hundreds of cases just himself. When we reported it, they have not gotten back with us on Isaiah's case to know what they're going to do or get medical information on Isaiah. So we're still waiting to hear from the CDC on even further information on him. And did the CDC contact you? You were reporting this from there, right? Yes, we did. Who, who reported it? Did you or the doctor? The doctors never reported it. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't report it from the hospital. So you personally did that report? 
We did. I contacted, I'm friends with um, the Surgeon General in Arkansas, and he had asked us to report it, and he sent us the link, and then that's how we reported it. Does that worry you at all that you had to know the Surgeon General of Arkansas it never got reported. It did, it does worry me because it it makes you wonder. Even though, I mean, honestly, we were going to report it anyway for Isaiah, but he kind of nudged us a little bit to report it because it probably would took us a little longer to report it. it that does bother me because I think the hospital should have done it automatically, but they they just assumed it was a virus and not connect the two at Mercy Hospital. That does concern us a whole lot. How long did it take you to report it? Well, we ended up reporting it, I think, seven days after his incident. But how long did you have to spend on the link to figure it out and then fill out the form? Was it five minutes or 15? I would say probably once we got in there, it only took about 10 minutes where I found a lot of issues on reporting it was they wanted us to put all the medical information in there. And I'll be honest with you, that was a little tough for us because putting all of his test numbers in there, we couldn't do that because he had so many tests ran all the four days, we couldn't do that. And that does bother me because if we can't give the CDC all the information, how are they going to get it? And so I was only able to give them the first days when he was in the emergency room, those tests. So they don't even have a picture, overall picture of what happened to Isaiah to know if it, I read in the, the friend or in the article that appeared in the defender that it was a nurse who came in with an article that said that myocarditis is a side effect of the vaccine. Yes, he came in and showed me a study done in Israel, actually. Of, I think it was teens, male teens. It was, it was very common in them. So this was at a time when the doctors were telling you it wasn't a vaccine, and a nurse came in. And yeah. Yes, the nurse came in telling me, I was talking to him about, it was a, I thought it was a vaccine that caused it, and he said, yeah, I don't really, I don't agree with getting the vaccine, even though he's in the medical field, and then he showed me this article. Israel. It was a male nurse. Yes. It was a male nurse who officially yeah. said it wasn't the vaccine and said, oh, I made a mistake. Maybe it wasn't. He couldn't confirm it was the vaccine, but we were talking about how it was, how it was very possible because of Israel. Justin, what, did, what do you understand the prognosis is? The diagnosis? Well, and the prognosis, long term. What's going to happen? What is his life look like now? As of right now, according to Cleveland, he has to six months of basically bed rest. He cannot, because of some of the medicine that Mercy put him on, they numbed his heart. But the next six months, all he can basically do is walk his dog, no lifting weights, no sports, or he can have a possible heart attack. And what they're going to do is the local doctor will have to do continued lab work, looking at his heart to see how he's going to do. And then they'll have to see from there to see if the inflammation of the heart goes down. 
and they'll just have to monitor from here on out to see how his heart is doing. Isaiah, what do you, you know, you just mentioned that you were thinking of going to medical school. Does this, does this experience, you think it's going to color the way that you might act as a doctor to your own patients? Yes, I definitely think that I'll be doing it differently than some of the doctors uh, did with me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in what way? Well, I would especially with something like a vaccine that we don't have research done on, a lot of research, I would treat people who say they were basically being experimented on. I would make sure that they're okay, especially if they come in saying they're heart pains. I would make that like top mark birdie. And I like to do some research into this, like how mRNA vaccines affect us. All right, so I just called up the, um, the numbers. It says, according to the latest data from VAERS, which is the American system, there have been 1,117 cases of myocarditis and pericarditis, which is heart inflammation in all age groups reported in the U.S. following COVID vaccinations since December 14, 2020. 686 cases attributed to Pfizer, 391 cases to Moderna, 36 cases to Johnson & Johnson, and that probably reflects the uptake of those separate vaccines. As a parent, what is your reaction, Justin? Isaiah's a pretty private person when it comes to this, and I'm glad he's wanting to speak out on this, but why we came out is I think it's time for parents to educate themselves, and I think one of Isaiah's point and our point is to say parents really need to educate themselves and i'm encouraging the cdc to stop the vaccination of teenagers and children yeah, yeah. on the covid 19 vaccine absolutely I think it's uh, they just the need to stop the whole vaccine of it needs to be really pulled. they it's just not okay one thing isaiah said even in the article that if kids and teenagers have the if they can overcome COVID. I don't think the vaccine's worth having a heart condition for the rest of their life or live with this than having a vaccine that could cause damage for the rest of their life. You know, and I used to be believing vaccines. I, I took the Moderna myself. My wife didn't take any vaccine. The other two sons didn't take the vaccine. But I think it's time that they put a stop to this. What is Isaiah's mom? That's her reaction. She, she's the one who was sitting for eight hours in the hallway with him. How does she feel? You know, she's heartbroken. She was against the vaccine. I was more for it because he's social. He's very out there, goes places and does, you know, a lot. We were literally locked down. Arkansas was not a lockdown state, but us personally, we stayed inside and didn't go anywhere. Isaiah actually didn't go anywhere for several months and he never got COVID, never had COVID. For him to have the vaccine and then this happened, it was heartbreaking for her because we talked long about this vaccine and she did not want him to have it. And so she's definitely heartbroken. This has been very hard for her. Like I said in the article in the Defender, I feel a lot of guilt for it because I encouraged Isaiah because if he's going to be out, you know, to have the vaccine, we played both sides of it. 
she's really heartbroken about it. I thought she was two younger others. No, one's 19 year old, he's 19 and he's in college. And then the other one is 16. And we let them decide what they wanted to do. And why did they base their decision? Were they educating themselves or are they just against any kind of intervention like that? No, they educated themselves and we educated them. We told them, of course, myocarditis, to be honest, wasn't even on our radar, but there was some other factors that we weighed in, what we had learned about it, that we had shared with them that could have been a possible side effect. And we even shared that with Isaiah and he was okay with some of the risks. That myocarditis wasn't even one of those risks that we had even heard of. That was not something we had heard of. But there were some other things that we had heard of and Isaiah was okay with it. But possible death was not part of it. That was a shock to us. Yeah, I think it's tough when you have, you know, vaccines are the only medical intervention that is administered to healthy people. And every other medicine is given to somebody who has already suffered, who is suffering some risk or some immunization and quality of life. And somebody like that may be willing to take it and enhance risk. But if it's a prophylactic medication, According to virtually any compilation of medical ethics, they don't want to be risk-free. You're giving it to somebody who has no risk. I think that's something that you know, Americans need to understand. That you really have a right to understand these risks. And if there is risk, a healthy person has a right to refuse this intervention. Exactly. You're right. Thank you. It was an honor to talk to you very much. Thank you very much for your courage. Thank you for joining us. And we will ask all of our viewers to pray for you, Isaiah, for a quick recovery. And I know that you're going to make a really yeah. good doctor when you graduate from medical school. So thank you for speaking up. Thank you for having me. Wow. That's that's insane. So I'm just gonna throw this out here. Quick quick update before we go any further. I just realized because <laughs> when you saw on the screen in the little corner here uh, when we were playing this clip said power anchor. Anchor. Now if you, you you see the squiggly lines right there, right by the word anchor. Well when we opened this show Real quickly, this is for the video viewers. I'm just gonna pull up our, our logo real quick for uh, Truth or Odyssey. Uh, there it is. Share it. You guys see that? See that squiggly line? That's anchor. So I've been trying to figure out how to take the audio. The audio for the podcast and uh, make it audio as well 
because audio only podcasts seem pretty safe from censorship. Uh, but uh, the uh, video ones are more likely to get censored. I've been making sure to download uh, all the broadcasts we have done since we started live streaming both on Facebook and YouTube. And so I'm just going to make this official that this is uh, the, the, the one I did a couple weeks ago. The video titled uh, Elite Towards Humanity's Destruction from uh, Unlimited Hangouts, uh, which is, uh, oh, what's her face? Whitney Webb, yeah. Whitney Webb, uh, when we were talking about uh, Welcome Week, that is officially been, the audio is extracted from the video, and so... That's going to be the first official audio-only episode of Truther Odyssey. Whoop, whoop. Uh, so, yeah, we're on our way to being a, a video uh, program. We're on our way to being audio as well. Uh, I got quite a few of these already downloaded where I can start. Probably going to be when we wrap this up while I'm watching the new episode of Loki, trying to get the rest of those. Uh, working on uh, tweaking the episodes for the audio and whatnot, uh, previewing them and editing them. So, yeah, guys, woohoo, Truth or Odyssey City. We're officially audio podcasts. I found the way to take the audio from the video to make it for that. Uh, thank you, Anchor. Uh, all Every podcast I have ever created has been through Anchor. I really like Anchor. They got a good way of distributing uh, your content for you. They, they make the work a lot easier. Uh, and just to let you know, uh, those who are watching, and you know, because <laughs> I'm going to try to get as most of those on Anchor tonight. So if you're listening to this particular episode of Anchor, the audio will come out after we've done the video. Uh, probably like the next day, it'll be on audio only as well. Uh, so if you if you want this content tent, the content as soon as possible you need to watch the broadcast whether live on YouTube or Facebook live we go live on both at the same time and start, start to seem like a daily thing uh, know that if you're listening to the audio there will be ads I'm going to be plugging sponsors on the audio only. If you don't want sponsors, watch the videos. Ad free. The content's free. 
like always please share the content right that's how these these things grow is by you sharing the content you telling your friends about the content you telling your friends about the truth or odyssey where we seek truth in a world full of disinformation and indoctrination uh robert f kennedy jr has probably become my hero now uh when we started today's broadcast we i was playing the song holding out for a hero by uh what's her name uh Bonnie Tyler. Ooh, I need a hero. I'm holding up for a hero to the end of the night. Because we here, we need a hero bad. Sad part is, you may not realize this, you are that hero that we need. I am that hero you need. We are the hero. That we're holding out for. The power is in you. The power is in me. We need to speak up. We need to stand up. And say we're not going to take this tyranny any longer. Because we're not going to take it. No. No. We ain't going to take it. We're not going to take it anymore. Oh, we're not going to take it. No. No. We ain't gonna take it. Yeah. I, I went there. Guys, this because we are gonna wrap up here in a few minutes. Uh real quickly. Uh, before we get uh get to our hand. Also, I kinda uh was it the July 4th special I did, uh, well, on the 4th of July. It's been partially blocked due to copyright material. Uh, when I was showing uh, uh, footage from InfoWars, they had content from CBS. CBS, this is the second time any content from CBS I've used has got me in trouble. So I don't know how much longer we'll be able to do anything on YouTube. YouTube uh, likes to go down to Tijuana, suck off donkeys, and be douchebags, and fun Wuhan viruses. Yeah. Yeah. I went there. <laughs> I'm really excited for where this is going to go, guys. Uh, also, I just want to remind you, we do have a truth or odyssey group please come and join and have a discord with us uh, only requirement is that you don't trust the government freedom of speech is totally loud you can disagree you can agree you 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 could be pro-vaccine you can be anti-vaccine this is a free it's a free speech group so please join it guys and keep supporting this uh, share it with your friends, send it to them in their DMs and emails, and copy and paste that link. Moss will be uh, <coughs> working on getting us on bitch, getting this new content, the Truth or Odyssey, on uh, bitch shoot as well. So 
uh, I think I think we got a bright future for the Truth or Odyssey. I think eventually, I think this 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 is going to take off. Uh, just within the this past week, it's it's when I started Truth or Odyssey, my YouTube channel had five. Now I have six subscribers. Is it something really worth bringing up? To me, it is. That's one more getting the information. So, guys, uh, this whole Biden sending teams to uh, go door to door is very troubling. Uh, real quickly, says so going to show you Tim Pool. Uh, talking about uh, Temple was uh, talking about the same thing about the door-to-door <laughs> -door visits. So I, I, I wanted to share that with you real quick quickly my why this is about like a I, I want to say yeah it's 24 24 minute video almost 25 minutes long so I don't know if we'll get to the whole thing but we are going to I am going to share it with you because I said I would and then we'll probably wrap it up after that. So, share screen. Share. You guys see it? Yeah, you do. Three, two, one. Oh! <laughs> I apologize. I had it. It on mute. You can't hear it like that, can you? I'm sure you've seen some kind of video or promo commercial or rap song telling you to go get vaccinated. The latest comes from Vulture. Just listen to Juvenile and vax that thing up already. Okay? The problem I have with all of this is that these people don't know about your health. And I don't like pharmaceutical commercials either. I've actually complained about them. And strangely, the left used to. They don't really do that anymore. We used to complain that you get these commercials where they're like, is Sonafonil right for you? Go to your doctor. And it's like, no, 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 uh-uh. I mean, at the very least, at, this, at, at least, those commercials tell you to go talk to your doctor. But you get these pharmaceutical companies advertising medications like, I'm not going to name any of the medications, but they do these commercials. And we hear from all these people in these countries, countries with universal health care saying that's absurd, that their countries would never do that. They don't have this industry. The advertising goes to the doctors, I suppose. Now all that, all, the, all those arguments are gone. The left doesn't care about any of that. And here's where I stand. You should talk to a medical professional about your medical history and make determinations to get advice and make determinations on what you should be doing. We should not have people going door to door or making rap songs telling you to take some kind of medication when you don't even know if it's right for you. That includes commercials. That includes this weird propaganda. And that includes where we're at right now. From TimCast.com, Biden 
says they will be going door to door visiting Americans who have not been vaccinated. Now y'all getting creepy. Look, I understand the arguments for getting everybody vaccinated, but I think a, a lot of the conversation is not being had because of censorship. And one of the important things that needs to be said is we've seen polling showing that many people got the first dose and did not complete their second dose. That means they're not fully vaccinated. Some people haven't gotten any doses at all. And this may be very, very simple. You go to the doctor and they say, they, 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 based on your medical history, they're going to give you specific medical advice that doesn't include the vaccine. Well, I recently spoke with someone who said they went and got, they went to the doctor, doctor advised them to get it based on their history. They got it a little bit, a little bit older individual and had a bad reaction. The doctor said, don't follow up. Is it possible that we see this polling about people not following up because their doctors told them not to? The problem I have with this big camp, these, these big campaigns is that they're ignoring the fact that you should not be getting advice from juvenile of all people to vax that thing up. It's just, it's just absurd. I'm sorry. It is. Here's the latest news. Cassandra Fairbanks writes, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki announced on Tuesday that the White House is organizing an effort to go door to door and visit unvaccinated Americans. President Joe Biden also discussed the new educational campaign while giving a speech on Tuesday. The administration missed their goal of getting 70% of adults at least one shot by the 4th of July. We are continuing to wind down the mass vaccination sites that did so much in the spring. Now we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors to get help for the remaining people protected from the virus, Biden said. Yahoo News reports that the Biden administration will redouble its efforts to chip away at doubt about the vaccines by partnering with about 42,000 local pharmacies and primary care phys physicians' offices, where people feel most comfortable receiving medical advice. The administration will also boost access to the shots at pediatricians' offices for children 12 to 15 needing physical exams before returning to school in the fall. Saki said they will be doing targeted community-by-community, door-to-door outreach during Tuesday's press briefings. Now, I want to I wanna just stress, they say they want, they want to redouble their efforts to chip away at doubt. I think a lot of people just haven't gotten the vaccine because they don't care. I mean, I mean, that's 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 really it. I guess the idea of these these propaganda campaigns, these PR campaigns, these ad campaigns is to at the very least get you to go and talk to a doctor about this or a medical professional. I think you should. I absolutely think you should. I think that you, you, you've got to be careful about partisan plays in the media. And it, it, it's tough. I can't pretend to have all the answers and I can't pretend to give you anything other than the basic advice of talking to a doctor. This is why I fall on the side of you can hear something in the media, be it for the vaccine or against or whatever, but really it's got to come down to you talking to your trusted advisors and making your decisions for yourselves. I say that because I genuinely mean it. I also want to add YouTube basically mandates it when talking about this stuff. But let me explain something about the media. The Jerusalem, Jerusalem Post has four cases of Delta plus coronavirus strain found in Israel. Scientists are still investigating if the mutation is more contagious or deadlier than its Delta predecessor. Delta plus. Here we go. Here's what I'm worried about. The media is driven by fear and rage. The media wants to get you whipped up into a frenzy. Maybe not intentionally. I don't think the writer of every single article is saying, like, how can I make people lose their minds? They may just be seeing a story and saying, like, whoa, this is really important. We should probably tell people about it. Delta plus, they say. 
how much of what's going on mind. is rooted in media frenzy. They see these stories, they sound bad, they report it, other outlets pick it up, a game of telephone is played, and then the story gets all mangled up. How much of it is legitimate and real? This is the challenge that, that, that I think we're facing, especially. There are a lot of people who don't trust the media. I'm one of them. I, I don't trust the media. Uh, I try very hard to make sure I'm looking at a variety of sources to figure out what's true and what isn't. But you also need to understand that there are people who hate the media, and that bias will translate into telling you things that might not be true. And there's, a, there's, there's an argument between Brett Weinstein and Claire Lehman of Quillette over ivermectin and the vaccines that I think it's important to, to, to go through. Of course, I run the risk of getting banned whenever I talk about this, so you should just know that. And when it comes to the Delta Plus variant, there's two things to consider. The media may have found some small story that they're running with to get clicks. It may be a serious threat, honestly. How do we find out? How do we know? The challenge with the, the pandemic over the past year has been the rapidity, the, the, the rapidness, whatever the word is, by which this is all taking place. So when we're hoping that our medical institutions can stay up to date with the current literature and know exactly what to do in the event of this pandemic, we're hoping that our information is traveling faster than developments with the virus. You see the challenge here? When news breaks of the Delta Plus variant and they say the Delta strain was already more infectious, what research do we have? Will that travel to the medical institutions? Will that go through some kind of review process? And will we get certified information that can be used in a clinical process? I don't know. That's the challenge. Because if the information is coming out in the press and, the, and then doctors are reacting just to the press, well, that's a problem, isn't it? The Jerusalem Post says four cases of Delta Plus, a new and potentially more dangerous variant, have been discovered in Israel. Delta Plus is a variant of the Delta strain, which is already known to be 50% more infectious than the previous Alpha British variant and is responsible for the majority of new cases in the country. With an, with an additional mutation. I do think it's funny that they're, they're not using alpha, you know, delta, etc. Quote, if the original strain was contagious after spending 15 minutes near a sick person, now it is theoretically even less. Professor Cyril Cohen, head of the immunology lab at Bar Ilan University, told the Post, the Delta Plus variant could be even more contagious than its Delta predecessor, he said. Though he said that it is still unclear whether the variant causes more serious disease or evades the vaccines more than other strains. Quote, it is a bit early to consider it worse than the original Delta, which is already problematic enough. In India, they are saying it is a bit more contagious, perhaps only to certain populations, but we still don't have any strong evidence. He said that as of last week, only a few hundred cases of Delta Plus had been reported worldwide. You see, that that's my point. There's only a few cases. Is it really something that we should be worried about? This is a challenge I can't tell you yes or no. I really can't. Did we find something early? Can we preempt it and do something about it? Perhaps. Are we overreacting too early? Yeah, perhaps as well. Would locking everything down potentially make things worse? Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And we'll tell you. The CDC has said that if you are vaccinated, you don't need to be wearing masks and worrying about the Delta variant. But in Israel, they did a study and found that with the Delta variant, the I believe it's Pfizer, is less effective. I think in the U.S. it was around like 90 or so percent. Israel found it to be about 64 percent effective. And many people who have been vaccinated are still getting COVID, but they're not getting symptoms. So it's still spreading. They say, Cohen said one can think about the spike protein being built with thousands of small bricks. A mutation causes a change to one or more of the bricks and impacts the way the spike protein functions. Sometimes the changes are minimal. Other times they give the virus an evolutionary advantage, such as allowing it to attach to our cells better. 
evading the immune response of someone vaccinated or recovered, or it could cause more severe disease. Look at that. Someone who is vaccinated could still get a variant. Until now, mutations have occurred on a limited set of bricks, meaning there have only been about five or six changes of consequence and various combinations of those changes, something that Cohen said is good news. When thinking about the up, when thinking about updating the vaccine, we don't need to work on many versions of the vaccine, but only versions that can cover most of the mutations because there are not a lot. But he admitted that Israel might not always readily detect new variants now. As more people are diagnosed with COVID each day, that's because the standard PCR tests that are used at the airport or by the health funds do not check for variants. They simply, they simply supply a positive or negative answer. To see what strain of, of COVID someone is infected with requires genetic screening, which he said takes longer and is more expensive than standard testing. When there were only a few new cases per day, the health ministry was sequencing all positive cases. However, with so many new people being infected, the ministry has, yet, has, has had to be more selective. On a personal level, sequencing might not always be needed, but it is important to see what variants are circulating on a public health level, Cohen said. Well, look, like I said, this is going to come down to you talking to a medical professional. Forgive me for saying it so often, but I do think it's important because I'm trying to counteract all of it. Okay, there's there's propaganda in the media. There's propaganda online and everybody's muttering, muddying up your view of facts. Don't just think that, you know, your side is the right side. You want a neutral view, which means you probably want to get a couple of different opinions from medical professionals. Let's take take a look at where we're at right now. Claire Lehman of Quillette has been arguing with Brett Weinstein. Brett Weinstein, of course, has advocated for ivermectin. Ivermectin is not approved by the FDA. It's not recommended in any official capacity in the U.S. to uh, as a treatment of COVID-19. But there, there is right now an Oxford study that's promising. An Oxford study says that it may be effective. However, I must stress, it is not approved. And I actually, again, I'll say it for the 50 millionth time, bro, we've talked to people who mentioned like eating horse paste from, no, come on, come on, come on. You don't, you don't want to do any of that stuff. Uh, you, you need a trusted medical practitioner who knows your history. What, what worries me is, I, you know, I interviewed Dr. Chris Martinson. He mentioned, you know, horse paste, which is ivermectin. And I'm just like, bro, it, it, you don't know if you have an allergy. You don't know if there's something that count, uh, counterindicated for taking this medication. That's why I'm very much like, I'll, I'll, put, I'll, I'll put it this way. I went and got some uh, antibiotics a while ago, uh, like a year or two ago. And one of them I looked at and I'm just like, look, I'm going to ask the doctor for their best recommendation because I'm not an expert in this. And one of them they gave me had like some side effects I didn't like. And I told them and they said, OK, don't worry about it. We'll give you something else. It was like that. The, the side effects were uh, there were just side effects. I'll put it that way. And, and, and most medications have side effects, including vaccines. So I, I just I talked to a different a couple of different uh, uh, clinics and uh, got their opinions and their opinions varied a little bit. The point is. You can still assume responsibility for what they're handing you and say, hey, I don't like this. Is there anything else? Right now, when it comes to ivermectin, there's a lot of people who are saying it's, it's you know, Brett Weinstein, for instance, has, has, has taken some, he's tetted it. I'm not going to tell anybody, I'm not going to recommend anything. I, I, I absolutely don't think so. My, my fear is that even though there have been studies on this and it's used in animals and it's for like deworming, you, like let's say that you're prescribed a medication that might have an adverse reaction combined with something, that's why you go to a doctor. Because they might be like, when you go to a doctor, they ask you, are you on any medications? Like, yes, I take this allergy medication. They might be like, oh, wow, you can't do this then. You really got to know that stuff. 
That's why I'm not a fan of anybody coming out and being like, just go go to the 7-Eleven, get a vaccine. I'm like, bro. And that's why I'm not a fan necessarily of, you know, anybody saying alternative treatments, whatever. I think it's got to come from a prescription. I don't like this, you know, this stuff. But here's here's, here's what we got, right? So let, let, let me show you um, this, this statement from uh, Claire Lehman on vaccines and ivermectin. She posted this to Quillette's forum saying, I just don't see, uh, 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 okay, let me just read. I just don't see how this is such a complex issue. It's just about quality of available evidence. We have randomized controlled trials with huge sample sizes, which demonstrate the efficacy and safety of the vaccines. And the mRNA vaccines have been proven safer than the others. We have a range of RCTs, which demonstrate the efficacy of IVM, but they are not highly powered and are of mixed quality. I interviewed Dr. Chris Martinson. He told me that one of the studies on ivermectin, that's, uh, so I, there was a study on ivermectin that said it was not effective. It didn't do anything. He said that was a flawed study. Now, I, I, I think he's a smart fellow. I respect him. And I said, it's a flaw. Oh, so, okay. Then I pulled up another, uh, he, he mentioned a study that was done that said good things about ivermectin. I pulled up another fact check saying it, it was, it was a, 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 a clinical review saying that the methodology was bad. And he said, oh, well, of course they'll say that. And I'm like, but you said that about the other study. So perhaps there is a grand conspiracy, or perhaps the only thing I can do when I pull up the literature is see some says no, no, no good use, some says some positive use, and I say, now here's here, here I, I just shrug. I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Here's what I can say: they're different. Ivermectin and, and vaccines are different things. Stop. Claire is kind of acting like they're the same thing, and I think it's strange. I think she's right about the vaccines. The trials have shown that they're 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 safer. There are issues. There are things reported in bears. That's going to be up to you to review and determine what is right for you. If someone says, go bungee jumping, and you're like, well, they told me I'd be fine, and then they measure the bungee wrong, it's like, well, dude, ultimately, you make the choices. But Claire's right about this, uh, at least in terms of the, initial, the, 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 the argument. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned, however, that there is suppression of the actual debate. I also think there's absolutists and maximalists on, on certain issues that I don't agree with. You might say Tinder being a milk-toast fence hitter, and I'm more just like, bro, give me the evidence. That's all I need. I need hard proof of things. And if I see a study saying ivermectin no good, and ivermectin may be good, then I'm like, okay, we shouldn't censor that conversation. And it's very very difficult for me to even get into this stuff, because I can get banned for even saying what I said. Right now, Oxford has a study saying may be effective. That's the best I can do. There's a few other studies that have said something similar. Until there is an official confirmation and more data on this, I don't know what else to tell you. I can tell you that we are in an interesting position where, I mean, vaccines are brand new as well. So right now you have emergency use authorization, and this is what's kind of sparking up a lot of the controversy. If the vaccines are new, the mRNA vaccines are new, and there are potential risks, many people are wondering why they can't just take other medications. And I'll tell you this, if you have a doctor who prescribes you something, you're good to go. I'll stress that last point I made. You might have an allergy. You might have a medication that's stopping you from getting the vaccine or taking any other medication, be it hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, whatever. That's why you go to a doctor and you ask for their advice. And and you can't come and say, oh, but my, my doctor is dumb. It's like, then talk to a different doctor who's not dumb. <laughs> All right, well, let's read a little bit more. Claire says, I don't see any evidence of suppression of this data. If one looks up clinicaltrials.gov, one can easily find dozens of studies investigating ivermectin for COVID. That is true. That is true. Google Scholar is not suppressing anything. All of this is easily searchable on academic databases. 
This recent review takes a look at the currently available evidence and concludes that, as of this writing, there are at least five large placebo-controlled clinical trials on the use of ivermectin for COVID-19 underway that should be powered to allay residual concerns about the available data. Until those data, data are released, ivermectin might be best considered an extremely promising therapy, but not one quite ready for public use. Otherwise, there's a real risk that the scientific community will once again be bitten by over-enthusiasm and forced to answer to a public that will not be shy about holding us to account. Claire says, I have no problem with advocating ivermectin as a stopgap in the countries where the vaccines are not available. The problem is advocating it as a substitute to the interventions that we know work and are, according to the available statistics, safe for most people. I agree with that. Absolutely. If, uh, if, but ultimately, I, I, I just put it this way. You can't come to me and expect me to know all the research. You can't come to me and expect me to read 53 research studies. That's why you're allowed to be, you're, you're allowed to say, Tim, you are dumb and don't know what you're talking about. Guilty as charged. I am not a scientist. I am not a doctor. And I will not give anybody advice or recommend anything. I think the problem we're facing, though, is that there is a political block in terms of people just talking about it. Yeah. I can respect YouTube saying people shouldn't be giving medical advice. I can't respect them banning people like Crowder taking this video down for talking about CDC data. That makes it very difficult. I know. I run the risk of getting banned simply for bringing this stuff up. Now, here's what I can't defend Claire on. Um, Brett Weinstein said that the vaccine strategy could make the pandemic worse. I don't know exactly to what he's referring to, but I think people are saying that because not enough people are getting vaccinated, there's variant strains that are possible. They're, they're emerging because some people have vaccines and some people don't. The people who don't are transmitting COVID-19. And then as it mutates, it latches onto somebody who's got the vaccine and then propagates, and then it causes a problem. Claire claimed that Brett Weinstein said the vaccines themselves make the pandemic worse. I, 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 I think that's wrong. That's, that, that, is, that, is a, that is Newmaning to the, tenth, you know, to the 10th degree. Brett Weinstein did not say that. However, here we go. Claire Lehman says science isn't conducted over podcast. Neither of us is qualified to even have an opinion on the issue. Seriously. Brett's response, science is a method, Claire. It works in forests, labs, classrooms, space stations, whether, wherever it is applied. I'm an evolutionary biologist. This is not a requirement to have an informed opinion, but if you're going to insist on such a standard, then yes, I am qualified. Claire says you are not qualified to contradict the published research via podcast. If you are so sure of your expertise and the veracity of your claims, then follow the normal scientific process. Write your hypotheses down, test them, and share your method with the world. Once again, a bit duplicitous. It is not the normal scientific process. When a study emerges, it goes to peer review, which means individuals in the scientific community in, the, in a similar field are given the research to review and then give their opinions on it. They don't all do a bunch of experiments. Now, perhaps they do, but I'm not familiar with that. I actually looked up the peer review process. Peer review is people looking over the research and checking to see if it makes sense. And there you go. We're going to go ahead and this. Because <laughs> uh, he's kind of got, got off the whole Biden door-to-door -door thing. And so he's, he's kind of lost me. He went down a rabbit hole that it's off way off topic we are about to wrap this up 
ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we do, I do want to show you before we end this, uh, the group. I think I only have two members on there and nobody's discussing squat. So I thought I'd just go ahead and uh, plug the group real quick. That's that's the page, I think. There's, yeah, there's also a Truth or Odyssey page where I, I post uh, links to the videos and then uh, also to uh, and links to videos to the page and uh, hub a blub. I might start a blog as well. Really, really been thinking about doing that. So, real quickly, we're about to wrap this up. I want to show you it. All right, guys, this is the Truth or Odyssey page. Right there, see Truth or Odyssey. Uh, one member. You are welcome to join. Only members who are in the group can uh, see who's in the group and what they post. Anyone can find the group. So come come join the uh, Truth Odyssey group and join in the discussions, talk about what we've been discussing here on the Truth or Odyssey. Uh, I need to wrap this up so I can start uh, working on the audio version of the Truth or Odyssey. And, you know, do more research on future topics for future broadcasts. So, we can seek the truth in a world full of disinformation and indoctrination. I am the truth talker, Jacob Eggers. Thank you for watching. Thank you, those who will be listening to this audio version of this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, oh, what am I thinking? I, I have a lot of fun doing this <laughs> and trying to share this with y'all. Uh, I hope you have a great night, great day, wherever you're at, if you're watching or listening to this. God bless you. God bless your families. This is the Troop Talker signing out. Stay safe. Love your families.
linguistics to this one. Telekinetic frequencies. Multidimensional. This world is separated by countries, cities and towns and borders. Yeah. They divide and conquer. Yeah, they're monsters. They are the warring forces. <sighs> when I'm walking through, I'm talking truth because I'm the truth talker. Real. There's fluoride in your water. That's torture. That is the new world order. <laughs> this world is gruesome and violent. Oh, yeah. That's why these humans are frightened. Oh well, they're living in hell. I'll pack my bags and move to an island. Oh, I want to be truly enlightened. Ooh. My music's juicy and vibrant. Deep in his dirty, in his underground like rubies and diamonds. Gigantic like titans. No, I don't pray to no violent gods. Life's too short for lies and plots. Time flies like a pilot's watch. I'm watching time unravel. I'm lost in time. My time is lost. I will astral travel and do some stargazing and just look at the sky and watch. I'm a verbal pedigree. I've been reading the Gnostic scriptures. Smoking a herbal remedy. I'm not drinking a toxic elixir. I flow on a verse with energy. I'm a consistent cosmic ninja. And I don't do no hurt or jealousy. I show love. I'm a cosmic thinker. This world we live in is treacherous That's why you need to show extra love There's demons standing next to us Fallen angels wanna have sex with us God poses their testiness I talk truth, they section us Hyperborea, that's my home It's a multi-dimensional extrovert This world is separated by countries, cities and towns and borders They divide and conquer, yeah they're monsters They are the warring forces When I'm walking through, I'm talking truth Cause I'm the truth talker There's fluoride in your water, that's torture That is the new world order This world is run by an evil intelligence these demons are ruthless You need to show compassion and love Don't panic or screaming is useless I talk truth all day That's why these people are feeling my music But please don't piss me off I leave your mouth for bleeding and toothless People are foolish and evil and ghoulish Fiction is weird and even the truth is Don't be feeble and stupid History's fake and even the moon is real There's no fluoride in my water So when I'm dreaming it's lucid You're drinking fluoride on a daily basis That's the reason you're clueless This world we're living in sickening Why are these people evil and so dark? Why? The powers to be the cowards are weak and the human beings with no heart Make me so fucking angry I break the both legs and both arms I find a Masonic Lodge and shoot them all with poisonous blow dark Arrest that killer beast and release that inner peace I'm so calm My third eye's fully activated My mind is so sharp I'm unique like Mozart On beats I'm concrete I go hard When it comes to music I'm having fun on tracks like go far This world is separated by countries, cities and towns and borders They divide and conquer Yeah they're monsters They are the warring forces when I'm walking through, I'm talking truth because I'm the truth talker. There's fluoride in your water, that's torture. That is the new world order. If you're told the lie enough times, it becomes part of your reality. That is the new world order. And if enough people have talked that lie, now it becomes part of the culture. That is the new world order. And if that culture then passes that misinformation along to the next generation, that is the new world order.